Oh, what a show we have. What a show we have. What a wacky, 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 wacky show we have. Hi, everybody. Harlan Williams here on the Harlan Highway podcast. And uh, what a show we have today. Uh, at the end of the show, I get a, uh, a voicemail from someone that has to do with Donald Trump. And I don't normally talk about politics and Donald Trump, but this, this phone call just got me going. So if you don't like hearing me talk about uh, politics and Donald Trump, and a lot of you don't, just don't listen to the last like 10 minutes of the show, okay? Because I do go off. Fair warning. I don't like to be preached at about politics. So if you don't want to hear it, just listen to the first three quarters of the show. And when you hear me start talking about politics at the end, just shut it off if you don't want to hear it, okay? Uh, also, a crazy news story. Oh, my God. This one, I, I thought last week's was weird where a guy got attacked by a pizza. Well, this this week's one is even weirder. So wait till you hear there was another attack, and I'll give you a little hint. Someone stabbed someone, and they have no arms. Okay? Weird. Also, George Michael calls from heaven to say his final goodbyes to the Harland Highway. It's very sad, moving, and emotional. George Michael from Wham! And callers from the, the Pavement Pounders, here we go. This is the Harland Highway. You know my name? It's on the marriage certificate. I've never seen you before in all my life. Hold on to your airbag. You heartless, heartless monsters. All of you through and through. You're riding down the Harland Highway. When you see a fallen star, that means a witch has just died. You clumsy idiot. The Harland Highway. All I want is to hear people say something again and to see people moving again. I'm Floyd Bernie, a rockabilly boy. Don't you understand? You're listening to Harlan Williams. I can't be your daughter. I'm a machine. Man, you've been dead a thousand years. Why, George, I think he's got it. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harlan Williams. What's up, Doc? Mister, if you don't lose, you're going to lose right now. Don't leave me here. Harlan, this is Amanda. I live in Tennessee, and I just seen your podcast and everything off of Instagram. But I wanted just to let you know that you're my boyfriend's favorite actor of all time because he cannot get over watching Rocket Man for a hundred million times we've been together. It's only been five years. <laughs> so I don't know what I need to do to let him know that you're his favorite actor and he can just personally write leave a message too but it's just driving me crazy he watches it all the time and his favorite saying is it wasn't me so just let you know all right bye well that there is one smart boyfriend right there um how can you not like rocket man i mean uh this is a movie i did oh my god was it 20 years ago oh my god how time flies Oh, it's just so weird to say that out loud. But yeah, it's it's been a while, but it still holds up. People still love my movie Rocket Man. And um, here's some good news. You know, Rocket Man was one of those movies that Disney, for whatever reason, made it a little hard to find. You know, Disney has so many movies, and there's some that they put out there like Beauty and the Beast and... You know, all the big the Marvel movies and, you know, Star Wars. But mine was like a little family comedy. And so uh, for the life of the movie, which has been, I think, over 20 years now, people have always complained. It's like, I can never find it. Where is it? Why don't they play it? Blah, blah, blah. So, so it's been kind of this hidden little gem. But uh, I understand after reading an article in a uh, paper a digital paper that um, that Disney is about to unleash its own a digital platform similar to Netflix. Now, I believe it's happening this year, 2019, but if not, it'll be 2020, but I think it's later this year in 2019. And according to this article I read, which made me happy, Disney is going to release all of its movie library 
onto its digital platform so that these movies that they've done over the years can have a place to live. And it's amazing. So if that's true, then that would include uh, Rocket Man, which I, which I did and starred in and, and loved, and I adore that movie. And also an even more obscure movie I did for Disney called Mr. Head Mistress. And this is one that, that you've probably even seen less, but I really love that one too. It's a another family comedy where I play a guy who's in prison and I, I get out and some bad guys that I owed money to are looking for me. And through a series of wacky events, I end up dressed up in drag as the headmistress of an all-girls boarding school. Okay? And so um, the comedy ensues from there. You get to see me dressed up. Uh, it's kind of like a Mrs. Doubtfire meets Sorority Boys type of thing. But it's another movie that kind of got buried in the massive Disney library. And so uh, so Rocket Man and Mr. Headmistress will be out there for you to watch whenever you want if what I read holds true. So I'm glad you loved Rocket Man. Thank you so much. And thanks for the call. Let's do one more call, Raj. Hello, Harlan. This is Rob Lambo from Wisconsin. I saw this the other day and I thought of you. Have you ever seen a shoe on the side of the road, whether it be a highway, an interstate, or just your local passerway? Passerway. I mean a high what, street? Ha! Okay. Anyway, I've always thought, how did that get there? And have you ever seen a one-shoed person walking around? as if they had just lost their shoe. Anyway, just food for thought. Love to have you question. Question. Comment about it. Good God, this is a terrible call. All right. Chicken chow mein, buddy. <laughs> well, I, I got to agree with you. It was a bit of a terrible call. You were, you were a bit tongue-tied there, but that's okay. Nonetheless, a great call, a great question. And, um, and interestingly enough, uh, this kind of ties back into the movies. Uh, yours truly just finished writing a feature film about this very subject. Um, now I don't know if, if you guys are aware, but they're the, 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 the shoes that kids wear these days, the running shoes, they call them sneaks. Okay. And, uh, and, and. It's the Air Jordans and the Yeezys and the, 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 the Reeboks and the Nikes. and the, I mean, there's a whole subculture of sneakerheads. That's the name of the, the kids that wear these, these sneakers. And half of, them, half of them, they don't even wear them. They just collect them and they put them up on display in their closets or in their homes. And some of these kids have like hundreds of pairs of running shoes or sneaks. And this is a global phenomenon. This is a multi-billion-dollar industry, and 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 they, the sneakerheads have their own lingo and their own language, and oh, it's it's just a big thing. So I can't tell you too much about the movie, okay? But uh, it's it's uh, it's coming. It's it's coming out. It's being made right now, and uh, it's about the whole sneaker culture. It's an animated movie. It's going to be a CGI animated movie, and uh, I can't say much else because we're we're just uh, getting going on it. But it's a movie script that uh, I wrote for this film, and uh, and it's got a really cool director and blah blah blah. But I'm not allowed to say much more because uh, it's an early development. But I will tell you more about it when when uh, I'm allowed to. But it, it deals with this very subject. It deals about the, with the world of shoes. And, and part of the story is about a shoe that, uh, that gets uh, kind of lost and, and uh, left alone. And uh, so it's funny that you asked me that question. So outside of the movie, um, it is an interesting thing. There's all kinds of things we see on the road and we wonder why the hell are they there? Like another thing is every now and then you'll see a mattress or you'll see a couch. And this is the one that really gets me. Sometimes you'll see the whole front fender of a car. 
or the whole the whole front bumper of the car or, or the back bumper, sometimes with the license plate still on it. There are just some weird things that show up like, yeah, you're right, one shoe or sometimes two shoes. They just they're just there and you you wonder why, how, what happened? So hopefully my little movie that I'm doing answers some of those questions, but uh, it's a great question, and uh, even though you were a little tongue-tied... Good God, this is a terrible call. But good question nonetheless. So there you go. Um, And, uh, you know, speaking of crazy things on the side of the road, Raj, why don't we just jump right into a crazy news story? The Harland Highway. Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. All right, here it is. Here it is, the crazy news story. Oh, how does this stuff even happen? But here it is. Man with no arms stabbed dad with blade held between his toes. What the hell? A man with no arms stabbed his father with a scissors blade that he held between his toes. Rory O'Connor, 23, who was born without arms, knifed his dad, Kevin, at their home in Cardiff in Wales in an accident last November. My goodness. Cardiff Crown Court heard how the pair had rowed about the weapon shortly before the attack, which left Kevin needing major surgery. What the heck? Somebody, they they tweeted about it. It says, uh, this is Wales. Man with no arms who swam for Wales stabbed his own dad using blade held between his toes. Remarkable. Rory O'Connor, who swam competitively at international level, took to carrying a weapon after being threatened in a separate incident. What what the hell's going on? Does any of this make any sense? We got a guy with no arms, first of all, who somehow is a championship swimmer and a rowing guy, and he's carrying a weapon. Who threatens a guy with no arms? Hey, man, I'm going to come over there and fuck you up, man. Why would you do that? Because you can't fight back. That's why. But I, I, I'm defenseless. I have no arms. Exactly, man. Because I had my ass kicked one too many times. And now this time, I'm going to guarantee that I don't get my ass kicked. Because I'm going to take you down, punk. You got no way to defend yourself. Yes, that's exactly why you shouldn't attack me. Yeah, well, now it's time for me to feel good. I ain't worried about your feelings. I mean, what? What? And I, I'm sorry, I'm not making fun of the disabled, but how do you swim without arms? I mean, you'd basically look like an electric eel slithering through the water. You'd li- what? What? I don't even know how you live if you don't have arms. How do you stay up and breathe air? You just like kind of. Start to sink, I think. Good God. Well, here's here's the rest of the story. Prosecuting lawyer Matthew Roberts said Rory had often carried the weapon since he was threatened while walk, taking a walk through a nearby forested area. But his parents expressed their concerns and frustrations about him wielding a weapon. Okay, scissors? I mean, I don't. Is is that the the weapon of choice for armless people? Not only is is it a, a weapon, but it's also a precision instrument. It sometimes it's hard enough to to manipulate scissors, even with when you have hands and arms. And somehow here's a guy with no arms at all walking around with with scissors for arts and crafts. What? Why? Why? Why does he have scissors? What is going on? This is just strange. And what's he doing wandering through a... Who's attacking a guy in a forested area with no arms? Hey, man, I'm going to fuck you up because I know you can't climb no tree. Listen, if you could just leave me alone, I just want to go for a walk. No, man, this ain't about your feelings. I told you I'm going to fuck you up. 
I just want to go for a walk in the trees. Oh, you ain't climbing no tree, player. Because you ain't got no appendages. I'm going to fuck you up in the forest. <laughs> what the hell? Robert said uh, Kevin picked up a vacuum cleaner tube roughly one meter long and prodded his son in the chest. Rory, who once represented Wales in swimming and football competitions, then allegedly struck out with his foot, stabbing his dad in the stomach. What the hell is going Now this guy's playing football. And what father attacks their son with a vacuum cleaner tube? What kind of fight were they having? A cleaning fight? I told you to clean your room. I don't have any arms. Pick up your clothes off the floor. I told you, Papa, I don't have any arms. I can't pick things up. Oh, you little bitch. I'm going to stab you with the vacuum cleaner tube. Well, I'm going to stab you with my scissors that I carry around because I've been assaulted in a forested area. What? And then I'm going to go play football and do some archery and then do some tumbles and then join the Olympic fucking weightlifting team. What the hell's going on? In a statement read to the court, Kevin said the incident will not stop him from supporting his son. Well, I don't know. Do you want to support a son that stabbed you with his sweet nubbins? He added his greatest concern was for his son's well-being and safety. Well, you're really showing it by poking him with a vacuum cleaner tube. Kevin described the incident as regrettable, but said he now has greater insight into the difficulties his son is facing. Wait a minute, it's your son, you you raised him, he's lived in your house your whole life, and you you don't un- realize the difficulties the kid has? Did you, did you ever put a jar of jam or pickles in front of him and see that the kid couldn't open them? Dallo! Defense lawyer Andrew Davies said Rory developed depression in his late teens and insisted he is a young man who cannot be judged by normal standards. Ooh, the late teens. I don't want to get rude here, but isn't that right around where people start to learn to masturbate? Ooh, whoops-a-daisy. That's got to be... Okay, That there's... I can see depression... You know, all your buddies are talking about, hey, I tried this new thing that feels good. And, oh, really? How does it work? Well, you just have to put your hands on it and tug it up and down for a little while. Oh, might be the best thing I've ever felt in my life. Oh, I mean, it's amazing. I do it 12 times a day. Oh, how many times do you do it? None. I don't have any fucking arms. So I'm going to go walk in the deep forested area and hope I don't get the shit kicked out of me because I can't climb a tree. I mean, good Lord, man. This is what this is. This thing just makes I don't even know if I believe any of this. But there's a picture of the kid on his Twitter page. His Twitter is Byron Calloway one. B-Y-R-O-N-C-A-L-L-O-W-A-Y-1. And the guy's got a bit of a perma-scowl on his face. He doesn't look like a happy kid. But there he is. He's, he's, got his, uh, he's got his shirt on, the sleeves rolled up, and I mean rolled all the way up because there there's, no, there's no meat in them. So they're rolled way up to his nubbins. Strange world we live in, man. So if you're out hiking, watch out for a guy with no arms hiding in the bushes with a pair of scissors. You might be next. Dun, dun, dun. Don't be such a fucking pussy. What is that? A handkerchief? Well, nothing. That's nothing. There's nothing. Why can't I see? Ah! <laughs> my blanket! My blue blanket! Give me my blue blanket! <laughs> I'm sorry.
I don't like people touching my blue blanket. It's not important. It's a minor compulsion. I can deal with it if I want to. It's just that I've had it ever since I was a baby, and I find it very comforting. Oh, Lordy. Very comforting. We, we all have our own little blue blankets, don't we? We all have our little security things, our own little, our little teddy bears, our old shirt that we feel like we love, our, our pajamas that we feel comfy in. We got... Uh, sorry to interrupt. What? Hey, Harlan. What? Yeah. George Michael, that guy from Wham, is... Uh... Wait, what? George George Michael from Wham? What the hell are you talking about? That guy died, like, years ago. He says it's important. What do you mean it's important? The guy's, the guy's six feet under. What, are you, have you been drinking, Roger? What the... George Michael is not calling, okay? He says he needs to talk to you. Roger, he's not alive. I don't know. He's... he's Oh, yeah, pissed like he's been drinking the way he always... Okay, you know what? I'll play your little game. I'll, let's do it. What is this, a final, like, crank? I get it. And What is this, your prank? Is this what you're doing? Okay, I'll play along. Put him through. Ha ha, wink, wink. Put George Michael through. Yeah, hello, George. Hello, Holland. And it's George Michael, by the way. What? Hello? Hello, Harlan. Wait a minute. What? Roger? What the hell? It's me, George Michael. And I'm calling from the netherworld. What? What? what the netherworld? That's right, Harlan. I died. Quite a while back, but uh, I had to, I had to, uh, I had to, uh, I had to. Uh, Would you stop hip- hiccuping? I had to call. Are you? Uh, what is? Are you drunk? Are you? You're calling from from the, the, the heaven? Well, if that's what you want to call it, Alan. But I, I'm very upset. What do you mean you're very upset? I heard that you're ending your podcast, Harlan, and and I'm very sad about it. Well, wait a minute. You're upset that I'm ending the podcast, and so you're so upset you're calling from beyond the grave? That's that's right. That's... A hundred percent right, Harlan, and I, I don't want you to stop the podcast, Harlan. All right, first of all, can you stop saying my name like that? It sounds like you're, you're in slow motion or something. Oh, look at that, After all these fighting years, eh? All these fighting years that you getting my name all wrong, right? Not saying all of it, but just part of it. I didn't do it on purpose. Oh, my creamy, hairy-ass cheeks, you didn't do it on purpose. And now look who's having a go at it, eh? Me. Now it's me having a go at you over there in the United States. Stop! Saying my name like that. It's not nice, is it, Arlen? But that's not why I called. Stop hiccuping. I called because I'm going to miss your podcast, Arlen. What do you mean you're going to miss it? You're dead. I know, but there's very few things in life that I like, Stop it! Then, and one of them was your podcast, and I, even up here in heaven, I like to listen to the whole my way. Oh my God! Listen, George. Hey, you, George, just caught you doing it, didn't you? You fucking wanker! You said after me fucking name, right? It's George. Fighting Michael. It's not George. It's not Michael. It's George Michael. And if you get it wrong again, I'm going to turn into a fighting ghost 
and come up through your fucking radiator in your house and scare you until your fucking feet twirl around like fucking helicopter propellers and your fucking twirling feet lift you right off the fucking ground and smash you into the fucking ceiling like a baby fucking koala that just got shot out of its mother's twat too fast and hit the fucking wall like a fucking dirty honey roasted fucking Korean ping pong ball. Holy God, what was that? You heard me all. Stop! Now you sound like a motorboat. Just quit doing my name like that. Well, you're gonna quit doing my name like the way you're doing it. I don't do it on purpose, okay? I just, I'm not used to saying, you. can we be honest? You have two first names. Yeah, well, one of them is my last name. You figure it out. Now you sound like a bear drinking water out of a river. Yeah, well, I like to drink fucking cabbage juice out of your fucking underpants. How about that? What does that even mean? Drink cabbage out of my underpants. I don't know. I've been drinking a little bit. They got a lot of holy wine up here in heaven, Island, So I've been having a little nip. Yeah, I'll say. And what I wanted to say, though, Arlen, is I'm really going to miss your podcast. <laughs> I really liked it, even though you made fun of me sometimes and took the fucking piss out of me, Holland. I really gonna miss it, mate. And I really don't want you to not do it anymore. Because I'm kind of lonely. And all I ever really liked was listening to your little podcast. And if I'm gonna be honest, Holland. It made me chuckle, and it made me laugh all in and out of all in the stuff. <laughs> I liked it too much, and I was going away. And now I'm going to be up here in heaven all by myself, and I don't get to hear the whole Whoa, whoa, George Michael? Yeah, that's it, you did it. You got it, you got it right. Well, listen, uh, look, I, I know it's it's emotional and I'm, I'm glad that you that you liked it, but, uh, you know, everything's got to move on. Oh, and what's that supposed to mean then? Move on like I fucking died and I fucking moved on? No, I didn't mean it like that. I just mean that, you know, sometimes things come to an end and... Oh, damn, oh, like when I came to a fucking end, eh? Having a fucking art seizure in the upper floor of me flat in London, eh? Found me laying in me own vomit on the floor. Is that what it's just going, eh? I fucking call you long distance all the way from fucking heaven. Which ain't easy. You think God's happy with me right now? Oh, not all. And now you gotta talk about me moving on. I'm just saying that sometimes things expire and they. Oh, look at you, fine. You got any more of them all? What, expired, finished, done, Kapuski, fucking El Finito if you're Spanish, fucking end of the line, fucking flush down the toilet. I'll tell you what you can do. That, that sounded like a goat licking another goat's ass. Well, that's what it was. You can go, you know what you can do, Arlen? You can go climb up fucking Mount Everest. Lay a fine big fat fine ostrich egg, fine run down Mount Everest, 
and waited the bottom till that fucking ostrich egg rolls down the fucking highest mountain in the world and smashes you right in the fucking face, you big dirty fucking western omelette with cheese, onions, peppers, ham, and fucking diced mushrooms, you twat. What the hell? Wow. Where do you come up with this stuff, George? It's George fucking Michael, you fucking... I'm gonna fucking buy myself a box of pineapples. Come over there, cut them into slices, put them on your face, and turn you into a fucking pineapple parfait. And guess where the whipped cream's coming from, Harlan? Where? Right out of our fucking manatees. Tiny little saltwater fucking asshole, that's where. A manatee's tiny saltwater asshole. You heard me, it's gonna squirt out like somebody stepped on a fucking box of orange juice behind a fucking Denny's. What, what is wrong with you, man? I'm just sad, all of that sort of the fucking get disvented. All in all, <laughs> I don't want that. All in all, Look, you're not making this easy on me, man. Okay, I, I hear your pain. I, I feel the pain. I'm going to miss it too, George. Oh, you fucking dirty twat. What I'm going to do to you, I'm going to turn into a fucking ghost. And not only a fucking ghost, a Chinese fucking ghost. And a normal ghost says he comes into your fucking room in the middle of the night, right? And he says, boo! But I'm going to show up as a fucking Chinese ghost, and instead of boo, I'm going to say, Stop it! That's what I'm going to do. There is no Chinese ghost... That was not Chinese. How do you know about what you were fighting walking dictionary, Arlen? What? You know what? Look, the podcast is completing. Yeah, right. I didn't catch that one. It's completing itself, and we thank you for all your calls. They were not easy. You tested me. You pushed me to the limit. And I guess without you, I might not have been able to learn how to be a professional broadcaster because, by God, did you really work me sometimes. And I had to do, I had to do everything I could to compose myself and s- stay focused. Yeah. Oh, excuse me, Harley. Yeah, well, I'll be the fucking critic of how good you did and how good you did and how good you did and did it and it. Okay. But most of all, I guess, well, you're right. We have had our fucking, you know, tat to tat. What? Our tat to tat. We have had our little dust ups, Arlen. Yes, we have had. God, our. Or dust up. What, you can't talk, Arlen? No, you're getting me all choked up. Well, we've had a bit of a confrontational relationship, Arlen, and I'll get it. And don't blame me. Blame the booze. I like to have a little nip. I like to have a little drink. And, uh, you know, I listen to your podcast, and I fucking get on the telly, and I start littling off a little, but... I will say, Arlen, I have enjoyed it, and I have enjoyed you, and I've got love in me heart for you, mate. What? That's right, you heard me, Arlen. Even though I'll give you a bit of a hard time, I'm going to miss you, mate. And I just want to say thank you for the podcast and for all all the pleading laughs you gave me, eh? Okay. I mean it from the heart, Arlen. Really? I had some good times, and I'm, I'm going to miss you, old chum. Wow, well, I, I, I'm going to miss you, George Michael, and, and thank you for calling down from heaven and, and, I guess, saying goodbye. It's never goodbye, Arlen. I'll always be here. 
I'll always be around, Alan. If you ever need a ghost or a fucking Chinese ghost, I'll be there, mate. <sighs> well, I don't know what to say. I'll just say thank you for all the years and hours of entertainment you gave us, and 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 I guess I'm gonna miss you too. Well, don't miss me too, my Charlie, because so you're gonna see me one day up here. Oh my God, that's true. It's not like you're gonna be able to live in the United America for the rest of your life. One day you gotta meet your maker and come up here for fuck's sake. Oh God. Yeah, oh God is right, and we'll be waiting here for you, mate, with a fatty lime and lager. All right. Okay, I, I guess one day I'll see you up in the big wham in the sky. Eh, uh, funny, Arlen. I'll be up here waiting for you, mate, with a good old lime and lager. Congratulations on your fucking podcast. Fucking brilliant, mate. I miss it. I love you. And I've got to go. Fucking uh, looks like a Bruce Lee over there wants to have a fucking lime and lager. All right, George Michael. Thank you. Thank you all. I love you. Bye, mate. Wow. That was actually... Roger, was that... I think that was him, and that was actually kind of moving. I mean, he... uh, Is he gone? That was... Wow. Zachary from Indiana. Um, so I had uh, taken a, a hiatus from the, the highway because my now ex-fiance did not like you or approve of you and did not want me listening to you, um, primarily because you, you supported Trump, which I, I thought that was a stupid reason to not listen to your podcast. But I didn't want to fight with her, so I got off the highway. But uh, we're no longer together, so I jumped back on the highway this morning like hadn't been gone at all and it, it was nice and uh podcast i turned on i, I heard that uh you're closing up shop and that uh made me incredibly sad but at the same time you did state that you have have new material coming so i am very excited about that um and plus i have a whole backlog of podcasts i can listen to so uh, i'm also excited about that as well and uh, I love going back and just listening to all your old stuff from the very beginning. So it's been a great ride, and uh, I will continue down the highway for as long as I can. Um, but until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Well, hey, 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 Zachary. Welcome back to the Harland Highway for the remaining few that are left. We'd rather have you here than not have you here. And uh, you came back at a good time because, you know, you kind of get to hear the whole show wrap up and finish up and, you know, um, so that's good. And you're exactly right. Um, There, uh, you know, there is some other things coming. uh, And one of them I've already started. I told you guys last week, if you're on Instagram, uh, check out a little series that I filmed with me and Tom Green. Yeah, that's right. MTV's Tom Green called Washed Up. And it's basically some footage I shot with Tom where the two of us wash up on a deserted island. And every episode is one minute long. 
and we've got 17 episodes. So you're going to be able to follow our story from the minute we wash up, which was which uh, premiered last Monday. So every Monday we're adding a new episode, and tomorrow will be episode number two, dos, dos, two. Um, and if, as you can imagine, these two idiots, me and Tom, wash up on a deserted tropical island. And with each episode, things are just going to get a little more crazy as we go along. So that's one of the new projects that I just finished uh, cutting together. And so episode two on Instagram, exclusively on Instagram, either join uh, join at, at Harlan Williams or you can join Tom Green's feed. And uh, I think you're going to like it, man. It's pretty silly and crazy and fun. So that's one of the first things. And then, yes, you're right. You do have the whole back backlog of Harland Highways. Don't forget, we're uh, they did a thousand of them, or we're we're approaching a thousand. We're at uh, 988, so we've got like 12 more to go, and we're at a thousand. So you got lots of listening, even though I'm I'm going to be gone doing the weekly podcast. You're still going to be able to go back and listen to tons of them. Um. And then lastly, I've got to address your ex-fiance. I mean, good Lord. What what happened to living in America, the, the land of the quote-unquote free? Can you believe that we live in a country now where if you, if you like the president, the leader that the mass majority of people voted for, your partner or your wife or your friends or your co-workers, whoever, will shun you. They won't approve of you. They don't like the way you think. They don't want to accept your independence. They want to say that they're right and you're wrong. And so just for supporting or voting for a certain candidate, suddenly you're an outcast. You're, you're not allowed to, to have an opinion. You're not allowed. Your voice doesn't matter. What the hell is going on in this country, man? It is really freaking scary. Are all you people, and I'm talking to all you Democrats and all you Republicans and everybody. What is wrong with you, man? This is America. This is the land of the free. If you voted for Hillary, good for you. I don't hold a grudge. I don't care. I'm glad you made your choice. If you vote for Bernie this time, I don't care who you vote for. Good for you, I say. I don't even care if they're a bad guy or a good guy or a good girl. Or You're allowed to vote for whoever you want. What is going on? And the fact that the, the, the existing president ran on a campaign that says make America great again. Do you not hear what the, the words in that message, America and great. Here's a president who ran on something that couldn't be more positive. Whenever you put great next to something else, that's always a pause. He's a great athlete. He's a great actor. This is great food. What a great movie. It's nothing but positivity. It's nothing for shooting high for the stars. And here's a president who ran on Make America Great. And the idea, the concept that the Democratic Party and the media turned such a super positive message around to have common people believing that 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 message is racist and akin to Nazism and that you should be ashamed of that message? Are you kidding? Think about that. L- listen to yourselves. And again, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm just a guy who looks at the world through the eyes of practicality. You've been duped. You've been conned into thinking that making your country great is a bad thing. You should all be ashamed. What is happening here, man? This is the United States of America, the land of the free. Someone ran on a campaign and won. As much as you might hate the guy and think he's a loser and a deviant, he outsmarted everybody. 
Not an easy thing to do, especially considering the volatile climate that the politics lives in. And here's a guy that ran on a slogan, make America great again. And he proudly displayed it on his baseball cap. Another American institution, the baseball cap. And he ran on that and he won. And, and the people that lost are so upset and they can't stand this guy and his positivity that they decided to, to go out and spread the word using their little buddies, the media, and try to make you think that by loving your country, by saying your country's great, that you're akin to a Nazi foot soldier, that you're a racist, that you hate people, that you, I, I just can't believe you've all been duped by this bullshit. It, it's, the, it's the most... It's the most incredible game of, of brainwashing and mind control I think I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's like I've never been a, a, a Scientologist or in the Mooney cult or a member of a cult, but boy, have they put the brainwash on you people. And I'm going to go back to what I said before. It's, it's like way back in the days of Jesus when this guy was walking around trying to preach love and brotherhood. And what they do, man, they convinced all the common people that this guy was bad news and they hung him on a cross and they crucified him. The son of God. And they were duped, man. They were manipulated. The people, the masses were manipulated. And now it's happening here. And I don't care if this was Barack Obama's slogan, if this was Hillary's slogan and she won, I'd be like, what a great message. And for these people to come around and cause insecurity and imbalance and and foster hatred and and brew brew ill feelings towards other Americans and shame them and and telling them they can't think and, and, and labeling them. Oh, my God, stand back. Those of you that are doing all this, stand back. Stand back and get clear your eyes, man. Clear your brain. You're being conned. Anyways, I don't want to get all off on the whole thing, but good Lord. The fact that anyone tells their partner or their significant other what they can or can't listen to or watch... I mean, good Lord. It's really sad. I was at at the comedy club the other night, and I won't name the comedian, but one of the other comedians started kind of, uh, you know, kind of talking a little bit about Trump. And the comedian said, oh, I better keep my voice down. I don't want anyone to hear. I said, I don't care. I like Trump. I said, I might be the only one. Actually, there's one or two other comedians I know that like him. I won't say who they are because... It's just pathetic that I can't. But it's not because I can't. It's because they don't want me to say it. And the fact that there's people in my workplace and probably in your workplace that are afraid to say who their president is, who they supported, because they're afraid of the repercussions. Does this sound like the land of the free to you, ladies and gurgle nargans? This sounds like communist China. This sounds like communist Russia. This sounds like if you say stuff like this in North Korea, you you go to prison and do hard labor for 10 years. I've got grown adults looking around, whispering, paranoid, looking around, lowering their voices, looking scared, asking me not to repeat, asking me not to say that they like President Trump. What the fuck? I'm Canadian, man. I'm Canadian, and and I still say it louder than anyone else. And to see Americans, people born and raised here, true 100% red-blooded Americans, and they now live in their own country where they're not allowed to say that they like their own president, a president whose slogan was, Make America Great? Boy, oh boy, just sad, freaking sad, man. 
and I'm going to say it again because I know there's people always listening. Go, you just love you. You hate Trump no matter what. I'll say it again. If Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama or whoever had the same slogan and they won, I'd be like, good for them. What a great positive message. They won on it. Congratulations. They're now my president. Let me get behind them. Let's hope they do some good work. And if they don't, I'll vote them out. I'll I'll participate in voting them out in four years. It's that simple. That's the American way. What's happening now? It's obscene. It's, It's vile. And for anyone listening that that hates Trump and is hating me right now, it's like, oh, I'm never going to listen to Harlan again. Think about what you're saying. What, you're not going to listen to me because I have an opinion about the the president? Are you not going to listen to me because maybe what I'm saying uh, is is maybe right? I'm not going to stand here and say I'm right and you're wrong, but have you really thought about why you hate President Trump and why you hate his message? Did, did it really come from you? Was that a seed within you that just one day you woke up and went, you know what? I think the president's racist and I hate him and he's a bigot and he's a homophobe and he hates women and he hates black people and this and that and this and that. Did that really come from you, ladies and gentlemen, that hate Trump? Were you just out bicycling one day and you went, I hate this guy? Are you... You were watching him on the news. I hate this guy. Or did somebody plant the seeds in you? Did you hear it? Were you influenced? Were you, yeah, I'm going to say it, brainwashed? I mean, God forbid. Let's say you're a community organizer. Let's just take Trump out of the picture and let's focus on you, the listener. And let's say you live in a neighborhood and you know a lot of your neighbors. And one day you go, you know what? I'm going to get out there and I'm going to put a hat on and I'm going to say, let's make our neighborhood clean. And I'm going to go out and pick up garbage and say hello to everybody. And then half the neighborhood decided that you were an asshole and a racist and a loser and a, a bad person. And you're like, no, I'm, I'm just trying to make things good again. I'm I don't know. I'm not going to convince anybody. I'm not even trying to. I'm just saying, be careful, man. Oh, please be careful. Just be careful that you're not being brainwashed. Don't don't let people tell you how to think and live and and support and just. It's the land of the free. So there you go. Look at that. You, your your little voicemail set me off, but you know I'm. I have a hard time just sitting and let, letting stuff like that go by, man. I, I do not see the negativity in trying to make something great. If you do, maybe you better ask yourself why. Okay. Well, I think we'll, let, we'll leave it right there. Jeez, I'm fired up, man. Just makes me sad. Makes me sad that people are whispering and hiding and, oh, God, that ain't America. If you don't like someone, fine, but don't make it like this where half the, half the population is afraid to talk and has to live in the shadows and is, is made to feel like garbage because you don't agree with them. That's just scary, man. That, that's what leads to civil war. Remember the civil war? That's where that goes. When that keeps festering and, and, and getting worse and escalating and layering and layering and you start creating that type of separation between people and their beliefs, believe you me, that's, that's what leads to an uprising because the people that are being put down and made to whisper, eventually they're going to go, what the fuck am I whispering for? I don't need to whisper. And suddenly you've got, remember how many people died in this American Civil War? Hundreds and hundreds of thousands. Bodies strewn in the fields. And gang, it's, it's one country. We've got a system. Government was, was, was developed to, to uh, you know, kind of keep everyone together. 
not not create this type of stuff where people are afraid to talk. Wow. So there you go. There's my there's my little tirade for today. And the last point I'm going to make is I am neither Republican or Democratic. I just I pick a candidate that I think is doing good stuff, is getting the job done, and that's my guy or my girl. So for all you uh, Democrats listening who think I'm just a full-blown Republican, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm an independent. I go where I feel like the best job is getting done. That's all I care about. <sighs> and I don't know, Zach. I guess I'm, I'm guess for your sake, I hate to say this, and I, I, I know it's tough when you lose a... Uh, an engagement, that means you were pretty far along. You were planning to get married. You were planning to spend your life with this woman. And I'm sure she, she had a lot of great qualities, but do you really, does anyone listening want to be with a woman or a man that says, you know what? You're not allowed to uh, li- listen to that person. You're not allowed to, uh, you're not allowed to support uh, Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton. You're not al- allowed to support Donald Trump. Yeah, no, you're going to think the way I think. You're going to listen to what I tell you to listen to. Zachary, can you believe it? You know, if it started with my stupid little podcast where I rarely talk about this stuff, like I've said this before, out of out of a thousand podcasts, I've probably talked about Trump maybe eight or nine times max, maybe 10 out of a thousand and here's a woman saying, I disapprove of you. You're not allowed to listen to him anymore. I don't like him. I don't like what he's saying. Wow, dude. I'm not a psychic, but th- that's what we call the tip of the iceberg, bro. If you're not allowed to listen to a stupid, goofy, silly, dumb podcast like mine, where I'm hardly ever political... Just the fact that I voted for Donald Trump is enough that you're not allowed to listen to me? Wow, dude. What else was coming your way if you got married? What else was she going to not let you listen to or watch or do or participate in? What what, what was she going to tell your kids if you had kids? Were they going to have to get in line? Were they going to have to do what she wanted? I don't know, dude. Maybe you dodged a huge freaking bullet. I would never, ever let my partner dictate to me how to think and how to vote and how to feel. Are you kidding? No one has the right to tell you to do that. And if they, if they, if they are that person, you don't want to be with that kind of person, man. That's just that's like more mind control, dude. If you, if you can't respect each other's views, even if they're, they oppose each other, yeah, what chance do you have at staying together in a holy matrimony? So who knows? Maybe, maybe it was my podcast that drove the wedge. Maybe, maybe in a secret way, my podcast saved you, Zach. Maybe my podcast was the thing that planted the seed of resentment, or maybe my podcast is a thing that, that shone the light on your discrepancies and maybe somewhere deep down inside you went, wait a minute. I don't think I like that kind of control. Maybe, maybe subliminally, maybe directly, maybe not at all. But I wonder if my dopey little podcast had anything to do with you uh, having an awakening or, or a realization that maybe this isn't the right person for me. Or maybe it was other stuff. Maybe it was leaving the toilet seat up. Maybe it was religion. Maybe I, I'm guessing it was probably a whole bunch of things, Zach. And again, I'm sorry because it's tough when you lose something that's, that's that so far along with another human being where you're right at the doorstep of being married for life, presumably. But uh, keep carrying on, man, and I'm glad you're back. Enjoy the podcast. You'll probably hear five or ten max throughout the thousand where maybe I talked about Trump. 
And by the way, all the stuff I said about Trump, I was pretty much accurate with. I said he was going to win the election. I told you why. I told all my buddies here in Hollywood that this Russia thing was a big goofball nothing. And boy, did my friends stack up on me. All my best friends. Six, seven of them. My best buddies. Every one of them. Just layered it on me, man. Texting me, talking over lunch. And I'm the only guy that stood his ground and said, no, you're wrong. Here's why. Here's what I believe. Here's what I think. So I think I'm going to send out a group email and ask them, you know, I'll, I'll say, say if anyone wants to apologize or take me out for a lobster dinner or send me flowers, I'm, I'm open to it. Because, man, it got heated sometimes. Sometimes my friends got nasty with me, man. They piled up on me. But I stood my ground. And you know what? It wasn't even me saying you should like Trump or you shouldn't like Trump. I would never tell someone what their political affiliation should be. You know what? You know what my underlying message was to all my friends when they came at me over, over Trump? And, and the Russia thing and Trump in general, I, I, here was my message. I, I didn't tell them they were, they were wrong and I was right. I didn't tell them they should be Republican or vote for Trump. My underlying message with all my arguments with them, all my texts, I, I closed with, guys, just be careful you're not being manipulated. Watch out. Watch out you're not being brainwashed. Watch out you're not being tricked into delivering the message of some very cunning people who want you to deliver their message. Be very careful that you're not being used. That was my message to them. And so I say it to all of you, whoever's in power, always be cognizant of the messages coming from the other party, from the media, whoever's in power. You've always got to be your own thinker. You've always got to make your own deductions and figure things out. Don't be preached to. Don't be manipulated. It's very dangerous. And you might be left standing at the altar like our friend Zach. Okay, enough. I've said enough. Good God. Look what you did, Zach. But that's okay. It's fun to talk about. Um, and for those of you that don't like me talking about it, well, don't listen to the podcast anymore. If you're going to be like, like Zach's fiance, if you can't, if you're, if you're, if your tender mind can't, uh, can't handle hearing another opinion, if you're too fragile to hear someone else's, uh, you know, ideas, then by all means, shut me off forever and hate me and. But guess what? There's only 12 episodes left, so the joke's on you. Ha <laughs> ha. Anyways, we'll leave it right there. Food for thought. All I offer up is food for thought. I never claim to be right. I never claim to be wrong. I'm just throwing my thoughts out there, folks. So don't be offended. Don't be upset. Don't be a hater. I don't hate anybody. I love you all. I'm just throwing my POV, my point of view out there for you to consider to listen to, to reject, to accept, but by no means do you have to shut me off. You can if you want. You, you probably already have. I'm probably talking, you know, on Roger. Are you there? Okay, Harlan, time to wrap it up. Okay, I, I get it, but I'm just I'm just asking you, Roger, like it's it's you're still here. We've still got have we still got listeners? Are you are you tracking what we're doing here? I mean uh, we're out of time. Roger. I'm just <sighs> I'm just asking you, are are you still going to be here in a few minutes? Arlen, uh, I said we're out of time. I, I know. Okay. Why, are you upset that I'm talking about this stuff? I'm just, it's just conversation, man. You don't, I don't, I don't have all the answers. I'm just merely talking. I said we are out of time. Okay. God. Ass munch. Oh, all right. What, let's wrap it up. I get it. We're out of time. Um. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Do I have any gigs coming up? I have a gig coming up 
at the end of the month, April 26 and 27, I'll be in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm a WKRP in Cincinnati. Uh, I'll be at the Funny Bone, man. I think it's my first time at this club, maybe. at the. I'll just be there two nights, Friday and Saturday night, April 26 and 27. And uh, get your tickets. Go online to harlandwilliams.com. And then the following week, I just got a new gig. A new gig. I will be uh, in Las Vegas. Yes, Jimmy Kimmel from uh, the Jimmy Kimmel Show has opened a brand new comedy club in Las Vegas, the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club at Caesars Palace. And Jimmy asked me to kind of go in and do the opening weekend. How about that? So I'm going to be at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club in Las Vegas, Nevada, May 2nd to May 5th, the first week in May. So that just came in. And then May 10 to 11, I'll be in uh, Washington, D.C., And then after that, I'll be in Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm going to be all over the country, man. Denver, Baltimore. I mean, you guys got to get on my website and and track me down. I'm going to be in your city, man. That's harlemwilliams.com. Go on the stand-up comedy tour link and find out where you can come and have a laugh with me. Uh, So that's it for now. Thank you, everyone, for your phone calls, for your letters. George Michael, thank you for calling in if you're still listening. And that's all we have time for today, gurgle nargans and blurgle bargains. Um, Keep it real in the deal. Think your own thoughts. Don't let anyone manipulate you. And until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. You heard me. It's going to squirt out like somebody stepped on a fake box of orange juice behind a fucking Denny's.